Welcome, everybody. What's up? Welcome to the Loyal Local Podcast. I'm Drew Steck. We are hanging here this week with uh, back with Esteban Presidente. Uh, what's up, man? Good to have you back. Happy to be back. Happy to be back. Yeah, we're still uh, working through the the Sans Jerry kinks on the intro, but we'll get there eventually, I think. Uh, but yeah, we had software. Uh, yeah, one it's time it's great to be back this time. It's yeah, goes. but it's what it is. Um, Technical difficulties, but Jerry, we miss you as as always. Yeah, <laughs> one of these intros we'll get through without missing Jerry. Um, we do have somebody extra special on our podcast tonight. Our, our marketing director. We've podcasted from her house. She has appeared on the podcast <laughs> before, but never as a direct guest, I believe. So uh, this is her first uh, kind of episode, if you will, uh, in terms of officially being on the podcast. So welcome to Cole Peterson. Welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Thanks, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Happy to be here. Yeah, director of marketing for the locals. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about, about her soccer journey a little later and obviously break down the game that was and everything. But uh, first of all, I got to get a drink because we were trying to figure out the audio before this and then I wasn't able to get my beers. So, Steve, what are you drinking? I am drinking a classic from North County, uh, Virgin Brewing, Carlsbad Crush. Um, It is one of their staples and it is probably their... Uh, my favorite beer that they make on the regular. They make a lot of one-off beers, but um, it's just a classic pale ale, but it's really like kind of fruity and floral, uh, super good. So, Nicole, what do you got? Uh, I've been doing like F45 challenge, trying to get back in shape. So, uh, nice. from my water bottle. But I did, as a special treat, just for the podcast, I went and got myself, uh, I'm trying to stay away from all the carbs in the beer. So, I have this really cool... Um, vodka seltzer that's made by oh. two chicks, like a women-owned brewery, and it's even better. It's vo- elderflower and pear, and elderflower is like my favorite cocktail flavor. <laughs> um, it's like just a little mix and everything. And then also, when we lived in Denmark, elderflower syrup, elderflower juice, elderflower beverages mm-hmm. are everywhere. So I was kind of in heaven. So it's a little like reminds me of Denmark, and yeah, it's a nice little treat for me. That's awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, when we will get like Drew- I might have not been in frame, but I was listening. Uh, I heard Nicole loves Saint Germain. That's what I heard. I do. Um, That's exactly it. Thank you. But it's, and like Drew uh, said, we'll I, get to we'll get oh, yeah. to the um, we'll get to the personal questions with Nicole. We'll get to the whole story and all that. But um, I, I'll, first, before we start, I want to say cheers. So cheers to you guys and cheers, cheers. everybody watching. Um, and I just want to say uh, thank you to Nicole for being on tonight with us. And thank you for all the hard work over the past couple of weeks. Um, we have had a couple of people in leadership have to take a step back due to work and circumstances. Obviously, these are still really hard times we're doing right now. Um, and I'll, I'll say that um, I just want to give a huge shout out. Nicole has stepped up massive in the second half of the season. Um, it's just been a grind. And I feel like you have done so much work where we really have um, needed it. You know, you're, you kind of filled a lot of shoes and filled a lot of holes. And, um, I just want to say thank you so much, you know, all the hard work with the watch party, uh, which I think we'll get to as well. But, um, so special cheers to you and, and thank you for everything. Um, you've kind of been a huge rock star this second half of the season. So thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. cheers. Yeah. You've been killing it. I'm uh, doing a stone 25th anniversary triple IP. Nice. We had a nice Woo-hoo. viewing party. We will also talk about as well uh, in conjunction with this match. But um, yeah, Oakland, 
Um, do we want to talk about it? <laughs> or do we let's wanna... go. We, yeah. Steve, you got to go. You did go. I did. You're like, let's go. I, I, you did go. You were there. Uh, Nicole and I will talk about the watch party here in a second. But what? how was that? How was that? What was it, was it like to experience the Blues Clues field in real time? <laughs> everybody, everybody, Lady College. It looks like a beautiful spot right off the street there in Oakland. You, you can explain it. You were there. I'll tell you that the... Um the cameras uh, don't make it much worse or better than it actually is. It really does look like that. It's kind of crazy. Wow. I have some pictures uh, we can maybe pull up after later. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of insane how they make it look. Uh, I don't know how they do it. I don't know. Um, uh, probably lots of dye and paint and that kind of stuff. But it's it's pretty unique and pretty special. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like, um, like Drew said, I was at the match, at the Oakland match, at Oakland um, this past Saturday night. Uh, and it was a really rad experience. You know, it was kind of when this season kicked off, I talked a lot about one of the things I was excited most about was away trips and away days. Um, and I kind of, you know, I made this one happen. And we'll talk about Vegas too, but I'm going to Vegas, not this weekend, but next weekend. So busy, busy month for me. But, you know, I kind of, we kind of felt like we were in a place a couple months ago to start planning out on a away trip with COVID and the COVID situation. Um, and so we, we, we kind of planned this one out. My wife is from the Bay Area. She's from Pleasanton. Um, so she kind of knows the Oakland area, the San Francisco area. Uh, so we decided to make a pretty long trip out of it. It was Bryce's first flight. So we kind of made a, you know, kind of a cool, um, you know, Hey, let's, it's like our first family vacation, our first family trip away. Um, and kind of fit in a loyal match as well as a Padres game. So we went to a Padres game on Monday night, a Padres, the giants, but kind of the highlight for me at least was to go to Laney college and see uh, loyal play roots. Um, obviously it was a zero, zero game, really hope for a goal. But yeah. it was a really cool experience. You know, we stayed in, in pretty much downtown Oakland, uh, like the Jack London Square area. It was about a 30-minute walk over to the stadium. We did meet up with some other supporters. Um, I know Kevin Joseph, who lives in San Jose right now, but he's moving down here really soon. Crystal, who is the president of AO San Jose, I've known her forever. Uh, she ended up coming out, too, just to hang out. Um, a couple others who live up in the area, you know, reached out uh, from through social media. So we had a pretty good group of like seven or eight of us who met up before the, the game, had a couple beers, and then walked over to the stadium. Um, and it's, it, I mean, it's a it's a nice stadium, it, and it was pretty packed out. Uh, probably three thousand people, thirty five hundred people, something like that. Uh, definitely a, ju- a junior college stadium, so it's you, you know you you get what you get. But um, it's all GA seating, which is really unique there. Um, there's a, there's two tiers of GA seating, so you can have like premium GA, but you don't get a reserved seat. You just sit, sit where you sit. So, hmm. uh, and I, I, you know, we talked to the Oakland front office beforehand and I kind of said, is there a way for a place for away supporters? And he was like, there is, but you know, you could just do GA and we're like, okay. So we kind of just sat together and, in, in, in one of the corners and, and represented, I mean, we brought the locals on tour banner. We had no problems getting it in. We set it all up. Um, massive shouts to Weston. Weston was huge in like helping, you know, he, he kept going down and taping that thing back up. It kept falling <laughs> or the root supporters kept, you know, putting it down. But, uh, that's a story. <laughs> that's a story for another time. Um, but yeah, we sang our songs, we did our thing. And then, you know, the root supporters would, would kind of chant and drown us out. And then we'd sing our songs and do our thing. And then the root supporters would drown us out. It was kind of fun. Uh, but I do know that the, the team heard us and, and they felt us. Uh, they came over after the match. I, I, if you guys follow us on Instagram, I put some some up on our Instagram story. Um, I know Ryan got a really cool picture of us. Um, you know, of of of, the, of us who were there. Um, it was a really it was a really cool time. You know, um, like I said, I would have loved to see to have seen a goal, but uh, to be able to go away, you know, to Oakland and and see 
uh, our club play and see our familiar faces. And, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. So I'll definitely be doing another away trip to Oakland. Um, it was a really good time. Yeah. Austin Guerrero tweeted that he could hear you. So that was very yeah. cool. Yeah. We were the second half. He was, um, on our side. So we were definitely, uh, giving him lots and lots of love. Uh, we were, you know, they don't, they don't have any seating behind the goal. Like, like the, like, like we do at, at Torero, but, uh, we were kind of closer to one end of the, of the field. And, uh, yeah, he, he gave us some love on, on social media and he came over after the game and was, was pretty awesome. Um, even Emra, Emra Clementa from last season, he came over and he was talking to some people close to us. And I kind of walked up and I said, Hey man, we miss you in San Diego, you know, best of luck, whatever. And he was really, he was really cool. He was really respectful, uh, really kind. Uh, he's like, yeah, man, I, I, I miss it down there too. You know, love what we're doing up here, but you know, you guys are awesome. So like, that was pretty, a pretty cool mutual respect kind of thing. Um, Speaking of that, I, I did go over to the Roots supporters groups at halftime. Um, I walked over there. I gave one of them a scarf and kind of shook their hand and, and, did, and talked to them a lot. Uh, gave them give out a bunch of local stickers um, and just kind of you know what what I love about this a lot is the camaraderie that we have through USL supporters groups. You know, it's it's not about you suck and we're better and you know f you guys. It's it's about this like hey, we're all building USL. We're we're all building this league. We're all building up each other. So. Hey, let's, let's give it all we got. And, and, and you guys, what you guys are doing here is cool. And what we're doing is cool. And, you know, they gave us lots of love. I went over there with, with Weston, uh, Weston said he met up with a couple of them before the match or, uh, um, and so we walked over there and, um, yeah, it was really cool. It was, it was pretty rad to see, uh, and meet some of those guys and, uh, give out some stickers and get some love and, and, and give some love back. Um, so shouts to them. And I, I really hope that they make a trip down here. Uh, in the future, obviously, like I said in the beginning, it's it's still travel is still you know on a lot of people's n- no list right now. But um, I'm really hopeful that in the future we get some good travel and groups to come into town that we can host and and uh, kind of do the same that uh, that they did for me. So uh, shouts to them. I know the two groups are uh, Oakland Roots Radicals and La Brigada del Pueblo, um, which is a, a pretty rad name. So shouts yeah. to those guys if by chance they happen to be listening. Um, really cool people. So overall it was an awesome experience. Um, like I said, I really wish we scored a goal. Uh, that would have been really cool, but the amount of love we got after the game by the club, they all came over. Uh, basically every player came over and gave us a bunch of love. So that was rad. Yeah. Nicole, we had a similarly rad experience. Steve, that sounds like it was a dream in some ways just to kind of be able to go and converse, but you're never, Never sure if you're yeah. going to get three on the road. Uh, getting one, getting some points is always good. So it is it is what it is. But it's one of those things where you want to at least see, have a bright moment where you feel like we're taking a hold of the game or coming back in the game or doing something. Uh, and that was kind of the drudge. But good times were had all around. Uh, that was kind of the theme, I think, of, of the evening. So Nicole did an awesome job of conversing. She's been pressing the phones. And I'll let you kind of tell a little bit more of this. But really uh, pushing uh, main, many venues around just trying to find places for us for watch parties and make sure that we have places to watch. And it's not always easy, especially on a weekend night, especially on a Saturday night, yeah. uh, to find places. But it had been pressing a little bit around in the club and Stone. And Stone had been, uh, we all know the story. We've talked about it on the show several times. That it's, it's weird. For some reason, they don't like hosting sports uh, events specifically. Um, is one of their kind of, uh, I've always said it's like Disneyland when you go there. They don't really want you to think about what's outside of Disneyland. So sports is outside of Disneyland. I think that's part of it. But Tele- Nicole, television. Did, television. Television. Yeah, exactly. Like, Transports no you outside of this, right? yeah, the stonosphere. But how did, how did we get this done? Kind of tell, tell everybody like 
how it came about and, and kind of how your impression of the night, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's really been, you know, on our minds for most of the season that that would be a great place to be with their sponsorship. Um, and yeah, like you said, the, I think also another thing that's been tricky about doing watch parties lately, um, is, well, you know, more people are out and going places on Saturday nights. So places don't want to do reservations on Saturday nights necessarily for a big group. Don't want to turn on the audio on the television for us. Right. And like when we're going as the locals, like we're there to watch the match and we want the audio and we want the full experience. Um, and then I think the other thing is now that it's switched to being broadcast on ESPN plus, which is cool. Like, you know, some of the bars that we, or, and breweries that we've been playing with in the past, like they've got direct TV, they can't get ESPN plus. There's just a little bit of a hurdle there. So kind of that extra hurdle of, all right, well then we'd have to project and is it dark and is there a wall or, you know, do they have a DJ playing at the same time? So there's just been a lot of stuff going on to be able to get a space. Um, you know, and I think it's also um, the Chavos have been doing really well at creating their own watch parties. Um, and so it was getting like, you know, and, and the club would be at one place and we'd be at one place and the others. And so it was, it was good in each individual place. Like the people who showed up, we had a great time. Um, but this felt a little bit magical and different in the, you know, it's funny because so it, it came across, we've been talking about it for a while. And I was like, you know, now feels like the time because we're having all these challenges getting it in other places, especially with ESPN plus. And yeah, so I partnered with the club to talk to stone. Um, and it started out actually that they just had the space open. They hadn't sold it. So it was like, okay, you guys can use it this week. Cause we haven't reserved it for anyone else. Right. So that was the first, um, sign of it. And, you know, I think uh, Nick over at the club was like, okay, you need to limit it because, you know, we can only fit 125 people. And I was like, oh my gosh, if we have 125 people show up, that's going to be amazing. You're kidding. Like, I don't know. I want to do some incentives. So yeah, I came up with that idea of, you know, just to kind of push it up a little bit, also having that prize giveaway. And that was like, we were doing it here as locals. We're like, all right, we got some t-shirts, we got some scarves. We can get, you know, those special stickers from Travis. Uh, and then I talked to the club and I'm like, all right, we want to do like a prize drawing at halftime. Like, do you guys have anything you can give away? Can, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, we can pull some stuff together around the office. So I wasn't expecting much, but Steve, one of the items. So everybody who came in got to like fill their name on a ticket and could be drawn mm -hmm. for a prize. We ended up with 20 prizes, one of which was a fully autographed loyal team jersey from the whole team. <laughs> like, real, I was like, oh, are you kidding? So, <laughs> it was a epic prize. Um, and we had, uh, you know, the limited edition sticker sets from Travis. And yeah, you can't yeah, find those anymore. the club pitched in like hats and scarves and like we're just like oh my god i can't i can't call these names fast enough we don't have time at halftime so that was People really would come over and just check it out they would just like yeah. eye it up like a buffet they would like rub their belly and be like oh are those the prizes yeah there was a fake <laughs> yeah. out lego prize that was actually a yeah. box for a friend but you were like legitimately like i want to win this i really yeah. i remember well and i know you guys you guys were killing it with merch sales too because i, I specifically remember i was my phone has notifications for when we sell stuff and I kept like my phone kept buzzing and I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like I was like at the match, like I got to turn these off. And so, but I, yeah, you guys killed it. 
Uh, yeah. And then obviously the turnout and then all the pictures I saw, it was like, I mean, yeah, like Drew said, I love being at the match, but damn, I missed out on a party, huh? So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm looking yeah. forward to those again. But uh, the next time I know that will be available, I will also be gone, but we can talk about that later. Yeah, well, and I think also, like, you know, props to everybody who came and showed up and people, like, brought their kids and, you know, friends and 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 filled the space and, you know, got there early to hang out and talk. And so many people also, like, bought dinner. I, the food was great. Uh, I hadn't eaten there before. Um, yeah, you know, the beer's good, too, of course. Um, but, you know, I think that was a really good sign for Stone that we were – positive, respectful. There was drums. There was a dog at one point, but we were like, that's all right. We got this, you know, we'll handle it within our own community. We'll talk it out. You know, there's, um, so it was really good. Uh, and you know, we got two more new locals members that night too. people who hadn't signed up yet. Cause they were seeing like what this was like. Um, they weren't new. They've been at like most. Yeah. Of the games. Yeah. 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 No, but they were like for a payday. It, yeah, it, it was, was really basically cool. the, okay, you just gave me a prize. So, you know, they, someone, one of them won a prize, Jack. And yeah. he was like, all right, I know I've been saying I don't have enough money and I'm waiting for my next paycheck, but let's do this. <laughs> so, nice. it's, yeah, it was so yeah, it was really good. But yeah, I think it also really showed stone that we're a good positive. Wearing stone jerseys too, as we're walking around. Um, and they sold a lot of beer and food. So it was a win-win all around. So yeah, since, um, after that and the positive reception we got, I mean, it was really cool too. all of the staff that was there was really glad to see us. And yeah, they've invited us back for like at least the next three that I can see. So that's great. Cause now we have like a consistent home that's central for people. Um, and that's a really fun place to be and a big room with a big screen and it's, it's great. Yeah, and let's uh, say so you good. said you said the next three, but not not this upcoming Wednesday, correct? The twenty second, right. the week, not matters. the Wednesday, not the weeknight. Right. Yeah, just to, big, just to be just want to interject there and be yes. clear. Yes, we got to figure yeah, that Wednesday, one. Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, we'll have a different location, but that's you know, we will. And, and luckily on the weekday, it's a little easier to find. But even then, it, you contact right. people these days, and they just go, "Oh, well, we just have this policy, or we have this thing," and um, you know, it, it is partly that. So stone doing all of that was great. And then to have their staff probably be the ones who say, no, these people should come back because it was after we were there that they were like, um, you know, they, you know, they reached out and said, no, we really want to do this again. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. that's, that's really cool. And that's, that's yeah. awesome to hear because they, I did feel like they were running around a bit ragged and I think maybe they'll be a little better prepared for, <laughs> for yeah. next time. Cause maybe yeah. they're just like, yeah, maybe you'll get like 25 people in there. 50. Maybe they just didn't know, right. but it was, yeah. it was, yeah. good. we did a, We did a great job of filling the place and Nicole, you did an awesome job of setting that up and we'll be a great place to have default, uh, kind of watch parties here yeah. moving forward, hopefully. And, uh, uh, again, the name that's on the chest, uh, can actually be what's in your cup. And that's yeah. usually, that, that's the way it should be really. Um, yeah, I counted at one point like 110, 120 people there. Um, Trey Muse showed up. That was pretty epic. Like we all heard. started singing the Trey Muse song, of course, when we got there. His chant. Yeah. Um, he said he so, used to not hear it. I think he heard it enough that night. He's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I've heard it now. Not embarrassed, but definitely a little bit like, oh, okay, gosh. That's really cool. Uh, actually, that's, and that's, that's really cool. You know what I mean? Like that, I think the club and what we're doing here is instilling a really cool culture because, mm-hmm. you know, he's injured, he's on loan and he's injured. He's basically out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, we signed a new goalkeeper a couple of weeks ago. 
Uh, he's basically out for the season and on loan, like he could fly back up to Seattle and go back home to, you know, quote unquote home, but yeah. he feels like he's going to stick around and he's going to stay and like be a part of this, you know, like he wants to, he doesn't have to show up at stone on a Saturday night. Nobody's making him do that, you know, yeah. but he did. And that's a really cool, like, it speaks a lot to the culture that the club has built and the culture that I think we're a huge part of building with the, with the locals as a supporters group. Like we, you know, we're building this culture of like, Hey, come out, like have a good time. You know, this isn't about an obligation to, to show up. You're, you, you, I, 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 at least I hope so that, you know, the club didn't make him or, or tell him to show. He just did. And it, uh, that's, that's kind of the vibe that I got from his appearance and, and you know, the, the few of the pictures I saw. Um, so I just want to say, um, yeah, massive shouts to Nicole and the club and Stone for kind of putting that on and, and continuing to propagate that culture because that's that's what's going to build this community. You know, we're still, I would still say we're on the small side as far as what we want to be. Maybe not membership wise. We have a lot of members. I'm saying attendance and fandom and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to grow this. We want to sell out Toronto every week. And not that, not that we as a, we have a responsibility with the locals. Like what I'm saying, just saying we know we know the responsibility we have and we know um, that what we do grows the fan base. And I feel like this kind of stuff and especially like Trey showing up kind of mm-hmm. just like speaks to the, what we have done, you know, in what yeah. the work we still have to do, but what we have done too. So uh, it's yeah. really cool that he showed. It's really, really rad. I mean, in that community that we're creating and getting to be a part of, like, that's what motivates me. Like, that's why yeah. I keep stepping up and doing things because like, to be able to contribute to that community is amazing. And, you know, I also got a, for the watch party, like shout out, you know, to the other groups, Los Chavos coming in. Oh, they, they ended up cause they were just doing some drums outside and they decided, well, you know, let's get together and march through the restaurant as we come into the watch party. And they like started playing their drums, like through the restaurant, like, so it was amazing. Like they had this grand entry that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And they, you know, then my favorite thing playing. is when dining people do this. <laughs> what is going on? Um, so they really, you know, brought the the spirit and the beat as as always. Yeah. Um, you know, Espen from Rainbow Loyal was just uh, he was up there taking pictures, helping people. He got there early to help set up. Like so, it was really this as well as the club, right? So it was like staff, players, locals, you know, Rainbow and Chavos, like kind of all coming together and making the magic work along with all the people who showed up. So it was great. Yeah, it was, again, it's a place where you're, you're creating a uh, watering hole, I'd like to say, for the community to come to. And uh, they showed up uh, in, in good numbers and, and well. But again, you have to dig that hole uh, to get people there. And it's not always glamorous to dig the hole. It's always the nobody's watching. Nobody's usually <laughs> cheering over your shoulder. So uh, we're, we're here to do that whenever you need it because uh, it ends up being beautiful when you do. So um, the game itself, do we actually want to talk yeah, let's about dig in. this? Let's, let's dig in a little we'll, bit. We'll do a quick, we'll do a quick dive. We'll, we'll yeah. dig in, but it, not too many actionable points to talk about. And the lineup was what you'd want the lineup to be these days. It's, it's who's hot. It's who's been playing well. Um, you know, you're starting Martinez out there and that, that kind of makes sense. He's been in there. I think that's one of the players who you might look at and say, okay, um, but but has played very well. But the rest of the back line is almost as you would want to draw it up at this point with Metcalf still out and Laraz being on fire. Um, you know, you're going to keep him there and Yarrow and Stoneman being our, our best two center backs. Never really felt challenged, I, I think, throughout the match, besides a few free kicks that were always dangerous because it's a free kick. But, 
did feel like we did a great job of just keeping him really out of the box. Uh, obviously, the first few minutes, there was yeah. a nice statement by Guerrero there to uh, shove off a defender. And Steve, you were there. Did you get a closer look at this? That was awesome. Was? It seemed no, like that he was, kicked him. That, right in that the was chest. on the further side. So that was actually really okay. far away from us. But yeah, the, uh, a lot of fans around us were kind of mad and talking some shit to us. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I love that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, early in the game, kind of set the, the tone. Mouth. Like, we're not going to take that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're. We're, we're not going to, you're not going to run over us. Uh, we are who we are. Um, I, I, I that kind of stuff I, I love, you know, cause especially early in a match, it, it, referees are a lot more reluctant to give a yellow card. Um, and it, it you know, it kind of sets a tone. So no, I, I love it. I love it. I love that. Yes. Nicole, where we were watching it, we weren't really sure at first cause you couldn't really see mm-hmm. it. Uh, obviously with these cameras, you see some guy flip over when he touches our keeper and fall to the ground. You think, I hope that yellow is not for Austin. Cause it don't, you almost couldn't yeah. tell for the first, like, Half yeah. a second when the when he was pulling out the yellow, and yeah. then he gives it. He gives it. What what did you think when you first saw it? Did you think it was just a yellow uh, with the replay as well? Kind of. It felt like the studs were up. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Bit. It felt yeah. it felt pretty intense. I kind of same thing. I was like, oh, what's who's it for? What's happening? Um, yeah. No, it's it ended up being for them, and and you know it's one of those things where it set the tone. I think for the rest of the game, defensively a little bit, to say if you come in here, we're going to knock you over. We're not going to let you just take free runs in the box and throw your body at us. Um, we'll stand there and make you look foolish, and that's what they did. It, it just is unfortunate that Oakland has a with their weird field. They know how to play it, and this is something you'll see with NYCFC and in, in, uh, it was pretty MLS, small, yeah, right where they have their quadrangle. People call it on that. Uh, yeah. baseball field at Yankee Stadium, um, you know, which is just one of the more rigid stadiums in, in all of baseball. A lot of the minor league stadiums that USL tends to play in have a little bit more open, workable space. But playing in that kind of scenario is never helpful. And then obviously here um, on a makeshift field in some ways is, is going to be very strange. And they just played it to their advantage. It's like yeah. uh, Premier League clubs you'll see as well that have a lot smaller pitches will play this way where they, they condense really well behind the ball. And they've had success, uh, obviously, early in the season, dropped a lot of points, but now it feels like at home, yeah. they're almost hard to be, you can get a nick of draw, but Steve, sorry. Before we, before we move on too far, I, I forgot to chime in and mention uh, on the lineup stuff, the one player that I think was missing from, say, a best 11 would be Jack Blake, uh, mm-hmm. wasn't available this weekend. I don't, yeah. I didn't see why. Um, I just noticed that he wasn't playing and wasn't on the bench, wasn't there. Um, so I don't know if he traveled and just stayed behind or what the case was, but um yeah, I just want to mention that you know Blakey wasn't there. If if not, um, he, that would probably if if Blakey kind of subbed in probably for either Douglas Martinez or I hate to say That's Toomey, but probably him. one of those two guys. Um, Toomey's too Toomey's too on fire right now. It's it's yeah, but Toomey but it's also right but it was also the return of Colin Martin, which is awesome. True, so good to see him play again. So uh, sorry to bring you back to the starting eleven, but, no, but ultimately I think Blake is Blake is the one that I was saying. Yeah, you would throw in there probably over Martinez just if everything was heads up right but two balls did say um that nicole has bomb lighting on the pod they're right she has the goat lighting she she looks good but <laughs> for sure they also said this earlier on their uh podcast that both jacks did practice at the practice they were allowed to go to so they saw them both out there playing around running around so it is good to hear that jack uh, metcalf's out of his sling i guess uh and, and working out and so oh red you'll see him slowly come back and then he said blake is looking good too so it, it hmm. probably is just a short spell maybe thing just a one a week rest we talked yeah, to, we talked guess. so much early on in the podcast that you know early on the season that you know rest and and um depth was going to be huge and maybe this maybe it was just a hey you know something just a little off we're just going to give him this 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 weekend off 
uh, and get them ready for next weekend. So, you know, who, who knows, but that's kind of a, you know, obviously that little tidbit from two balls tells me that it's probably nothing. Um, but yeah, going back to the field size, the, the I think loyal with the addition of Augustine Williams and Douglas Martinez, they've been playing pretty open and um, it seemed to me like the small field uh, limited them a lot. Drew, like you said really well, you know, they, they just kind of played tight and there wasn't a whole lot of space to operate in. And it, it just, it, it played to the advantage of roots, you know, obviously a home draw away draw is, is a good result ultimately, but when you're fighting for a playoff spot, especially in the number two spots, we can host a playoff match. Um, you want to get three points always, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's an okay result. It's, it's an okay result. Roots did play well. They're, they're on a terror right now. In the beginning part of the season, they, they did not play well. Drew, you just kind of settle this, but now they're playing really well. And so, you know, to go away and get a draw, it's okay. It's, it's an okay result. You know, they, it's, it's fine. We had a couple, we had a couple chances. They had a couple chances. Um, I remember one specifically in the first half where we had a header off a corner kick and that, and that header went like upper V it was going in. And then that their keeper just made a diving incredible save. And it's just kind of one of those things where you go hats off, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a brilliant save. Um, yeah. you know, you, you'll get them next time and the XG is probably super high, but you don't score and it is what it is. So it is, you know, ultimately, like I said, um, it's an okay result. That's kind of yeah. my conclusion. No, I, I, I don't have anything else to add. Yeah. We are, we are straight up on tactics here. Uh, Nicole, anything interesting tactically that you think might've changed the game here? Or do you think it's just, it, it is what it is on the road and you take what you can get? Yeah, I think, you know, Oakland had a little bit of advantage with knowing their field. I think our defense played really solid. Austin, you know, especially back yeah, there. Sheet. But yeah. yeah. Clean sheet. <laughs> Lots of car washes all around. Uh, yeah. Super good. And yeah, there was that great save in the first half by their keeper. And it just, yeah, just didn't quite crack through on either side. That's when it yeah, felt I'll like s- a win for me is when Glenn turned around after the, the final whistle and goes, free car wash right everybody's like <laughs> oh wait we still get car washes so i will yeah. say um i will just say a huge shout out to charlie adams um that guy has played i think every minute for us this season and in, in midfield at the number six uh that is incredibly hard to do um that is that's very very hard it's a very hard position to play week in week out and not get tired not get burned out not get injured so um just a huge shout out to him and also yeah. a huge shout out to Elijah. Elijah played incredible. I know he got team of the week uh, this past week. You know, I, I, I saw him just there live uh, working his, his ass off, um, patrolling that left-hand side uh, from left back. So uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Elijah for earning team of the week. Um, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Yep. You're really killing it. So, um, you know, our, our left, our left side is, is secure. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, man. No, there, there's really nothing to jump into besides playing Tacoma again. Wow. A Tacoma again. It felt like we didn't play them at all for like the first <laughs> half of the season, and now we're playing them every other week. Um, but here we go. Yeah. We're bringing them here again. Play like crap in Tacoma, so it's good that we're coming here at least. Um, they are not our friends. Uh, as we said, we like to be positive and make friends everywhere, but... Unfortunately, they've been very mean to our point total um, and actually wound their way up in the playoff chase, I think, partially yeah, because if, of it. It seems like they would be probably out of it if it wasn't just for the points we dropped to them. So they have our number. It, other people don't rate them as highly, but uh, we can't sleep on them. They're, they're always going to be in our nightmares a little bit. The, the Kraken lives underneath our ship, I guess, uh, in Loyal Harbor here. 
Um, if did, I remember Nicole, correct, do you have any just general feelings about Tacoma as a place oh, no, or a city before we get into the match. <laughs> I, I do because I, I lived in Seattle for 18 years. So yeah, like, it. yeah, Tacoma's this like, I don't know, can't quite be ignored little brother sort of thing. Um, but <laughs> actually, you know, the thing I remember the most about Tacoma, especially when you're driving up from the South and driving through Tacoma and Fife, there was always just a weird smell. So that's what I think about Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> so they stink. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the point that I dropped there. Yeah. They, they stink after a while. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tacoma, if, if, I, if I remember correctly, um, and if my, what I have pulled up is also correct, they've beat us three, the three times we've mm-hmm. played them this year. Yeah. yeah they, those, one of those first four games, we went to Tacoma um, and yes, they beat Carl. us there. <laughs> that's, what it, that, what, that's the must be the smell because it's a weird smell. Carl Herbo, who's also <laughs> from the, uh, like the Seattle mill. area, said it smelled like a paper mill in the 80s, which is, uh, I know that smell yeah. too in Milwaukee. It's, it's it not still did smell. in the 2000s also. That <laughs> must be a paper mill. I don't know. Like or it just, the smell hung around. It was so bad. You should make a candle called Tacoma Aroma. There you go. Ugh. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, you know, during the pandemic, wasn't it like one of the very first matches that we played again? After things shut down was that match versus Tacoma, right? And when we were all just such in shock about what is this, you know? Yeah. It took yeah. it from us then and it was it was rough. Yeah, they were they were definitely one of the first losses of the season and those those first four when the club went, you know, oh and four on their four game road yeah. road trip. Um and then from what I see here, um, they also beat us earlier in the season and they were the ones that stopped us on our nine game unbeaten streak mm-hmm. you know so, so yeah. we've lost three all three all three games we've lost yeah. to Tacoma this year they definitely have our number um yeah. the last two games were two to one I can't recall what the first game was and it's not loading for the yeah what the first game was but yeah they definitely have our number drew like you have in these notes here this is a this is a big game and this is probably the biggest game of the season I would say so far um the standings are currently we have 34 points. We're in second with, with 23 matches played. Orange County's tied with us with 23 matches played and 34 points as well. Uh, we must own, own a tiebreaker in that we are second. Um, and then Tacoma is, is, is fourth with 30 points, but they have two matches in hand. They've played 21 matches. So they have two more matches to basically earn four points, and then they would definitely own a tiebreaker on us with head-to-head. So this is a huge, huge match. And yeah, you know, you, you, there's a lot of strategy to be said about, hey, we could play for a draw here. You know, say we get an early goal, we could really sit back. But I just don't feel like that's loyal style. So, but kind of regardless, this is just a, this is a huge, huge match. It might, might be the biggest match of the season yeah. um, in how things may end up. Because we have, I know after this, we play Roots again. Like I said, Roots are on a tear. Uh, we actually go back to Oakland. We played them on 9-11. We played them again on 9-22, both in Oakland. Uh, thank you, schedule makers, for playing in they the like same math. city. They're like 11 yeah. times 2 is 22. <laughs> um, and then we play Vegas. Uh, and then the season, you know, the schedule gets a little bit um, more vague after that. But my point is, this is probably the biggest match we have left as far as the playoff standings go. Um, and, yeah, you could argue that every match matters. But as far as, you know, playing against your competition and you know, uh, preventing them from earning points and us earning points, um, this is a huge, huge match. So yeah, they, they, the club better bring it this weekend. We better bring it this weekend. We got to shake this Tacoma monkey off our backs. Uh, because we, if, if we lose, 
that's zero and four against Tacoma. Uh, that's that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, I hope they watched uh, Pirates two and three because then they figure out how to kill the Kraken. But uh, <laughs> team movie night. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a dad joke for you. Uh, so that's a good point, yeah, Mark. I, I think that they're in the comments here. And it makes a good yeah. point. How many players have we brought in? We brought in a lot that's, of players. And that's, you know, that we, was what I was about to say. Do you sorry. think since we last played them, because it has been since we've signed, you know, Ollie, since we signed uh, Augustine, since we signed a lot of these players that are, um, I call by their Christian names for whatever reason, as opposed to their last names. Uh, but <laughs> they are, they are players who are, uh, you know, fantastic and have just inserted and upgraded our team, right? Our team is obviously better with them. Do you think we have enough? to where you feel confident about this game or is it something where you're still tentative and if it's one, one in the 65th, you're going to have that feeling of, Oh no, we really need these points. Or do you think we can step up? I'll go to Nicole first and I'll come back to you, Steve. No, go to Steve first. Okay. We're going to Steve. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'll say, I'll say, I think we definitely have enough, you know, uh, our, our last couple of matches, uh, it, Two matches ago, we beat Sacramento 3-1. Uh, last match, we won against LA Galaxy 2-4-2. Uh, and then here, I mean, last game, we zero-zero, but it seems like, you know, we're finding our form kind of again. You know, we had that nine-game unbeaten streak. We seemed to kind of hit a rut, and then we signed a couple of players. Augustine, you know, we signed him, and he stepped right in, uh, and he's been such a stud for us. Um, I feel like we're finding form, and I feel like that zero-zero game was kind of an anomaly in a weird situation in a weird stadium. Um, roots have been playing really well with some really good defense. So I don't feel mm-hmm. like that was really a momentum killer. So yeah, I, I definitely feel like we're in a good place. Uh, and also Tacoma's lost two in a row, you know, as yeah, I said, they're they not, have, they're they not have, as hot. Yeah. They're they, have two game, they have, they have two games in hand and they're, they're four points behind us, but they lost two matches ago to Phoenix rising three, one. And then they just lost two Oakland roots three, one yesterday. So they just lost three, one to a team. We drew zero, zero, um, so yeah, I definitely feel like we, you know, we're kind of trending up and maybe they're trending down and, and Carl, like you said, like we've signed a lot of new players. Um, so yeah, they, um, you know, I, I feel like we're in a good place. I feel confident that we're going to bring it, um, this, this weekend. Yeah. They haven't seen us with LaRaz. Yeah. yeah. Exciting. The, the, Ollie's been the ginger, been so ginger good. ninja. <laughs> yeah, like the same. But he, he does, he does just pop in and out on that side and you just don't, you don't see that he's there, and then all of a sudden he's in the corner, you know, looking at goal and passing it back across the face. It feels like he's one of those players that really does just open up the game. My my prediction would be if we get a goal within 20 minutes, we win the game. Uh, I think if we score early like we did against Orange County and then double down on him, um, you know, that's going to be a recipe for success, obviously, in most games. But just the way we seem to play against this team, the longer it lingers, it seems like they just got whatever the venom is to snake bite us. So... I just want to make sure uh, too many venomous animal metaphors and uh, some physical, some not real um, in this analogy that I've created. But uh, yeah, it, it'll take a whole other segment to unwind. So that's all I'll say about uh, it'll take a whole zoo to uh, bring down the Kraken. Yes. Maybe our number 10, um, you know, subtracting a couple numbers since we were talking math before, Steve. So 10 minus two. What's that, Steve? Eight. Yes, which is what our ten has currently been playing at when he when he yeah. does play uh, in the, on the field and he he hasn't started he has come in as almost like a super eight um, in some of these matches to to really 
coordinate. So that has been a development, something we talked a little bit about on the podcast last week, but um, and, and a little bit the week before is just this development of him slowly playing a little bit different role. Uh, but he's talking about how he, he's played it most of his career. It's not yeah. new to him. It's just new to us uh, as a loyal fan where he's we've been used to him being more of the attacking third player, but obviously has the talent to do both. Um, do we think he starts? This is, this is kind of my other question for the game. Just yeah, a, it, it, and to elaborate on the on the number eight thing for Guido a little bit more, um, I like what what interview he did with the, with the club. I, th- I think the club put it out, or maybe maybe it was somebody else. But um, I like the interview in that he said, you know, what I've done a lot of my career is you know kind of dictate tempo and control the ball and slow it down, and like that's that's kind of that's an awesome perspective, you know, like yeah, maybe he's not that creative playmaker that he was in the beginning of the season or at the end of the season when he kind of had Rubin to play off of and, you know, we had a little more of a dynamic system and different personnel. And I, I feel like, you know, USL changes. So we, can, we can't just play that same system all the time and expect it to work. Teams adapt, so we have to adapt as well. So, you know, it kind of slots into a different position. But I, I love the perspective that he has on like, hey, it's okay. You know, I, I'm just going to dictate tempo and kind of do what else I know. Uh, and I don't feel like we really have another player that does that. Colin is maybe the best substitute, and you know Charlie is a great midfielder, but he's a true number six. Uh, he, he yeah. you know, he he, a little he bit breaks deeper. up, he breaks up a lot, and then he distributes the ball pretty quickly. Uh, Colin's really good at kind of doing everything, uh, but I feel like Guido has that kind of the kind of presence that like a Xavi has. You know, just like hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna control this game. You know, I, I don't I don't care what's going on around me. I, this is my game now, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you kind of need people like that. And yeah, I mean, he hasn't been starting. You're right. And that's kind of a unique, um, you know, he's our number 10. I think he was probably our best player at the beginning of the season. Uh, and then I felt a lot like he was getting man-marked, kind of man-marked out of games. Um, and totally. Then, yeah, he hasn't they really been starting recently. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really been starting. So um, I, I hope he gets the start. I'd love to see him get a really good run out uh, and find kind of his position in this team. I mean, we, I, I was the one who just mentioned that, you know, the starting lineup, if Blakey slides in, then that's probably our best 11, and that didn't include Guido. And so I'd love to kind of see him find find some more feet um, and find some more space in this lineup, but I guess we'll see. You know, it, 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 at the end of the day, um, I'm not beholden to any one player. I just want to see the best 11 out there, and I hope Guido is, is one of those. But at the same time, if he can't find that form, then he's going to be a bench player, and he's going to, he's going to come in at the 62nd minute or the 65th minute and change the game when he comes in. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Be good. Yeah. Uh, if he if he does start, who do you take off? That's a Nicole. That's a do you know? Tough question. Do you, have a, do you have a choice? And you can throw a dart at a dartboard. Man, I would yeah, I would say tough it's tough because Corey's been so good at helping with that mm-hmm. somewhat yeah. of that ten roll um, like or false, false ten. Almost, yeah, like yeah. a false nine, kind of more so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been it's been really good. So you kind of don't want to substitute that, but it's it's interesting. Him and Ibarra are two troublesome players in the sense of it's really hard to tell whether or not they should be starting or brought in to take over. And that's always kind of the interesting thing with I think the two of them is that they're both have that ability on the ball. Where it is nice when you say sixty minutes in, we're either up two one or you're one one. You're even up or even down a little bit. And you know you can bring them in as a boost to feel like you get more control out of the game if that's not the case. I think that's what Steve was saying, I think, to a certain degree, is we'll see where they decide to play that, and maybe this is a secret weapon they've been holding back is Guido at the 8, um, you know, starting at some point. So curious to see if that comes out. If not, For sure. we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, 
Any other thoughts Sunday? It's going to be a 3 o'clock game. We're not going to have a barking lot, uh, unfortunately, guys. This is just something we found is that people don't like to stand in the noon sun um, in a parking lot, unfortunately. So we feel you there. We will have an alternate location. Um, decided on is the place that people tend to gather before the match if you want to show up an hour or two early and hang out. But uh, it'll be a little more informal in that way. Also bring sunblock. Also bring sun covering or a hat that is sun friendly. We will have umbrellas as usual in the section for our day games, which, um, Nicole, were you part of that idea for the umbrellas? Yeah. Oh, well, Travis bought them, but I. He's very creative. um, And I I tend to be the one like handing them out. I don't know. I'm often like. Yeah. I was going to say, you're like the the umbrella proprietor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving them out, but. I mean, Travis got them, I don't know, like 10 for $10 or something. I know. (laughs) And so most of them are actually breaking. People will be like, I'm so sorry. I was just holding it and I'm getting it. I didn't know my own strength. So, yeah. (laughs) No, literally, this cost me $1. This is like two stickers worth of money. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I don't even worry about that. Yeah, same thing. He's got uh, that sticker money. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think we have to really bring it and we have to yes. start hard and own it, too, because it's it's harder at three o'clock. Right. Because we're is. used to like we have set up and then we get the parking lot. We've got time to like really build in. Whereas with three o'clock, even, you know, March to the match, like it can get a little light. So people come to the March for the match, you know, right at the beginning, because yes. that's meet at the plaza because that's the energy that brings us all in. That's what gets us there together. Like we know it's hot, but just, I think we got to come and and bring it loud from the beginning of the match too. Yeah. I feel like the last, like the last like four matches, the section has just been uh, insane. Like the energy has just been so nuts, which is so incredible. Um, And yeah, the last, last match, there was a three o'clock kickoff on a Sunday and it was hot. It was really hot. Yeah, uh, but I feel like we brought it, and I, you know, I, I, I just just keep asking everybody to keep that. that energy up, uh, because you you know you hear little tidbits in the interviews, you hear little tidbits on Instagram, your Instagram stories, you know that kind of stuff. Like we matter, we they hear us, you know that energy yeah. does change the game. So it translates um, for sure. I feel like we talked about it before, but Torero is like our fortress. Like we have a really we're not undefeated at home, but we have a really good record at home, and and if people don't want to play there. Yeah, we got to keep we got to keep this up. We got to keep this energy up in order to host a playoff game. You know, we got to get second in the division to host a playoff game. Uh, if we get second in the division to host a playoff game, or it's likely that our next game will be away. But then after that, it could be back home. So, you know, we really got to uh, bring that energy, keep it up. Yeah, like Nicole said, bring your sunscreen and just go nuts. You know, just hydrate. Hydrate beforehand. Yeah. Yes. And, and even more so, we don't want to end up fourth in our group. Like, that's the worst possible spot because we will enter a buzzsaw of another team that's going to be the best, right? Yeah. And so that's where you want to ensure that at least we're third. As Steve's saying, second would be awesome. That's what we all want. But you want to ensure that you get there. And this is a huge, if you get this, you feel like you'll at least lock in almost third, right? Because you're right. pushing off the person who might come up and snatch it from you. Exactly. Um, and then obviously that away game at OC. But I think as a home game goes, this is going to be the biggest home game we have, I think uh, seeing through the rest of the season, the New Mexico game will be the most fun maybe because yeah. we know I think it'll be a very like, coming. yeah, it'll be a very fun hangout. Yeah. And I think everybody, it'll be a very loving and uh, uh, just everybody love everybody kind of vibe. But um, this to come, if you want a real hard nosed match, that means a lot. Uh, it's going to be this man. We'll still need the points from the New Mexico game too. Don't get me wrong, but uh, this will be one where, you know, you have to get these points. So um, yeah, 
be be good and be smart uh, and show up uh, on time. If you yep. uh, you know have boozy brunch or church on a Sunday, maybe do those around USD and then just walk right <laughs> over. There is a church at USD, so you could do that uh, as well. Um, and I, show I will up say we. We detailed a few things there. Um, pre-match, we're using Coronado Brewing. Oh, we'll have some more details uh, probably tomorrow in a newsletter, you yeah. know, kind of an email. See everybody and stay tuned to our social media. We're usually there about noon. Uh, say noon, and we'll, be, we'll head up the hill about 2.15. Uh, our matches to the match, we've been doing closer to match time on the on the matches that we don't have a parking lot. Uh, so we typically have been doing those 20 minutes before the match. So I say 2.40 will be our march uh, from the fountain area like we have been. So please join us. Um not and only for anybody who's you who, to help you make noise, but we, it's a ton of fun. You know, it, it's a way to, to help us grow as the locals and help us get recognition. You know, like Nicole and Drew just said, you know, these watch parties, people show up and they learn who we are and then they want to join us. And, and the more people that join us, the more community we build, the more, you know, it, it, it's an exponential effect in, in that, you know, it, it grows because of the community that we build and the community we build grows itself. And that's amazing. Like that's exactly what we wanted when we started all this. So uh, please, please come out to us. Um, yes. Tahiti, uh, something we could bring patches. Uh, we can bring some, if, if you want, no, we're not going like, to bring, bring patches. Purpose, Steve, are you going to bring patches? I don't have them. I currently I, I have them, request. Steve. So you shouldn't <laughs> promise things you don't have. Um, I, I, but I, sure, I, Tahiti, I'll bring patches because Steve <laughs> already promised it to you. If you ask mom, then dad will have to do it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I just want to, I just want to, I'll have it in my truck either way. I'm probably not going to move it. It's in there right now. I'm not going to move it out of there. So it'll be in my truck. I can walk time. out. No, I can walk out and get it. It's no problem. So yeah, it's the um, nice thing is it's a little more approachable as Steve's saying it's, it's where we default yeah. hang, um, you know, if we're not announcing a watch party, we're most likely at Coronado Brewing beforehand. Just know that. So yep. um, for anybody who's also, ever curious. Shout out to their good food, good pizza. Yes. Good yeah. beer and other drink selections. And yes. uh, yeah, kid and dog friendly. So it's, I, yeah. we love it. And we're yeah, outside. All the shows and, and uh, you know. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's it's. Yeah, it brings their fancy it's shoes or sparkle shoes. Sparkles yeah. up the night. Ooh. Yeah, um, but I've got. Yeah. I, I started now. I'm doing like jewelry. Like I. Found I saw that. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> there you go. And awesome. So now, yeah, I have an excuse to shop team colors. It's fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's it is. It's just you're always bringing a new piece. I'm like, where did this come from? Oh, what's this? Oh, yeah. But I, I've been delaying because I really don't want to talk about. Um, our coach's article, you know, that came out um, the last few days and people wanted to talk about the, uh, the, you know, what's going on with our coach, what he's talking sure. about, we need to. what's going on. And I really, it, it, we have to, it's, it's every other podcast has talked about this. So I figure we might as well. And the guardian article um, that came out the loyal way, um, you know, empathy and culture, and kind of what makes us unique is a very beautiful article um, in the Guardian, which is a British newspaper, a British uh, publication. Nicole, you, you're somebody who who referenced this to me because I actually didn't even see it come across my feed, and then when I read it, I almost cried. I was like, "This is amazing! This is everything I've wanted to see put in words." Um, so I'll let you take the lead on this, but this is a really cool article. We'll get to the other one in a second, guys. I know the article you're thinking about, and we'll we'll talk about it. But this is this is a, a really cool article if you haven't read it yet. Uh, I got. I should give a shout out. Um, I, I actually saw it because uh, one of the locals in our Facebook group posted it. 
so that's that's how I found it. Um, you know, the Guardian, great international publication. But I think that was a really interesting angle that they took, you know, to, to talk about, you know, his that Landon's putting the players first as human beings before the match. Like, I think that that's pretty inspiring, pretty right now. Um, and I mean, that's one of the reasons I love the team and keep coming back as a supporter as well is, you know, because of the stands that they took early on in the season, um, because that they're people first, um, you know, everybody on the team, on the staff um, is, I don't know, just feels very centered and grounded and cares about each other for the right reasons. And Landon certainly shows that as a leader and, you know, is, you know, teaching those, teaching those guys how to be humans first, as well as great soccer players. So it's really cool to see he's getting recognition for it. It goes both ways, right? Like he, the, the tagline is soccer means nothing when my players suffer, which, which, you know, speaks to what we all went through at the end of the last season. I think emotionally, along with our team and um, you saw the kind of transformation of uh, what this fan base looks like to being more international where we had a lot of people come in who said, I, this speaks to me because I felt left out or I'm LGBTQ and this means a lot to me. Or, um, you know, that's a lot of the things that we've seen that's been really cool uh, to be a part of this fan base. And people just love this team because it's San Diego and love this community and what it's always meant to be open and and inviting and honest um, to see that actually lived out. Um, not just for, we, we always say, oh, well, it's just sports and it's pro sports and it's money and it's blah, blah, blah. And to know that the money people, even the owner is very much behind it. And yeah. all of that I think is pretty cool. But the, the way that Landon lays it out here is, it's pretty neat. Uh, I, I do think some of the stuff where it's just talking about how he has felt as a player his entire life, that he felt like, you know, there was stuff that wasn't right. And he has a chance now to, to change that. Right. When you are that manager position, I don't, I don't think you realize it sometimes because you slide in there and you're just trying to not screw up. I think in some ways it's most of us at a new job that we've never had experience at. And, um, in his first year to make those kind of, uh, moral determinations is pretty incredible. And yeah. to have players who can speak that way to him, to feel comfortable enough to express it too is also a beautiful part of this. Steve, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Um, No, you're good. Yeah. I I think, I I think one thing that, one thing that resonated with him and almost came easy to him, which I'll get to in a minute was the, the empathetic and the personal side of soccer, having been hell, a superstar his entire career. Right. He probably came across so many coaches that just treated him like a machine. Right. And he Mm. didn't, you know, and now he's like, he's on the flip side and he's going, well, you know, I was treated like I was just this person that could go out and perform. I wasn't a person to them. I was just, hey, we need goals. We need assists. We need you to run. We need you to do this. Blah, blah, blah. And now here he is going, wait, if I could have been treated like this during my career, what, what would have that meant to me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he has such a unique perspective because he was so good at this game and he was so good at this game from a young age. And he was really open later on in his career with his struggles through mental health, right? He took that big break on obviously, you know, whether that led to his omission on the 2014 world cup, U S men's national team squad. We'll never know, you know, all the hints from Jurgen say that it was, but the point being, you know, he did that because he needed to. And he was like, I've, I was, I was in the spotlight to, yeah. at superstar my entire life. I needed a mental break and he took that mental break and then he came back and he continued his career and you know what? Good for him. So I think he, him treating people like their players first is a huge part of what makes Landon who Landon is now because mm-hmm. he has that perspective, right? I mean, 
there's so many former players that are coaches that are were, are coaches because the game just becomes so natural to, to them, right? Like they they understand the game at just such a next level. Like look at Zinedine Zidane at, at Real Madrid, right? He just he gets it. He knows how to coach. He knows how to make corrections. He knows how to see the game. And he won three Champions Leagues in a row. And and then he took a break and he came back and he and competitive again. Like he gets it, you know. Landon gets it. He gets the he gets the soccer side. And I'll get to this in a minute, but he gets the personal side more. And I think it's because he was kind of a victim in a, in, in a sports world that don't, don't appreciate humans. And so kind of that perspective was really highlighted in this, in this piece. And I'll, and I'm just going to give a huge shout out to our good friend, Cesar Hernandez. He was in the podcast. Um, yeah, I was about to do many that. Weeks but... ago. Yeah. Many weeks ago, um, he did this article, you know, freelance writer here based in San yeah. Diego. He writes a lot for, for Liga Mekis and Mexican soccer. We're going to get him on the pod show. soon, Steve. I can again. walk to his house now, so I'm going to creep oh, on sweet. him and, and kidnap <laughs> him and get him on the That's pod right. some week again. Um, yeah, but huge shout out to Caesar. Um, he does incredible, incredible work. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he, did, he just did an incredible job uh, on this article. Amazing. Um, but, Amazing. but I was going to say, as a, um, you know, I, I think... Landon, when he, I'm talking a lot and I'll, I'll, I'm done here in a minute. I promise guys. Um, I, I think he gets, he gets a lot, you know, when he started his soccer coaching career, he kind of said, I, I want to, I want to do this with loyal to see if I like it. You know, he, he, he wasn't really sure because I remember very vividly when he retired from soccer, even the first, second or third time, he kind of said, it's not for me. I don't really want to coach. And then he, and then this happened and he kind of gave himself another chance. And he kind of said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a shot. And you know what? He's been pretty open about, Hey, I still have a lot to learn from the coaching side of things, from the tactical side of things, from the technical side of things. You know, how do I, how do I make adjustments in game? How do I like, and that's really honest. Like you don't really see coaches do that a whole lot, but you know what he gets a lot more is, is the personal side, how to manage personalities and people in a locker room. You can tell that the players love him. You can tell the players respect him. And that's, and you know what, like what you find a lot in not just USL, not just MLS, but global soccer, you find people who know tactics, but they can't manage a locker room and they lose, they lose, a st- they, they lose their players more than, you know, they, they lose the tactical side of things. So it, I know you, you, Nicole and Drew, we were texting about this earlier today, but you know, Landon is more than ready to move on and move up in the personal side of things. And I think he has a lot to learn technically. Sure. But you know, that side of things is a lot harder to get than the technical and tactical side. Um, and I just, I, I think it's incredible that he's kind of already captured that. And that, like, I, I mean, that article just really encapsulates it, right? People yeah. first, players second, you know, we're going to instill values. We're impacting lives. We're making a difference in this community. Like, God, what else could we want? Right. He's a, he's he, he wants to be the professor legend, he, that everybody comes back it. to college. Yeah. He, yeah they yeah, come back right. to college and visit his class and be yeah, like, Hey, so just a that. second. You got a second. Yeah. It's like a, a good model as, as a human being first. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I you love, were relating it to everybody's favorite TV character earlier. Yeah. I saw Nick called that out too, that like it's the Ted Lasso style of coaching. Right. Yeah, um, <laughs> he knows a lot. But he, you know, like Ted doesn't, right? And the whole part is that through yes, empathy, yeah. through supreme empathy, and Landon did a super empath. Like, if you ever sit down and talk with him for more than five minutes, you can see just like pure empathy oozing out of him because he is—he yeah. generally he feels he feels real 
for all those things that he's feeling. It's not fake. It's not like I know how to act in front of people. Like he really yeah. just cares. And it's, yeah. it's really, um, you know, and, and because of that, I think you get hurt. But, uh, Nicole, you were saying, I think that he just, he loves so much that it, it's cool to see a team that's driven by love and driven by positivity as opposed to let's kill the other guys. Let's, and and there is enough of that. We've seen locker room speeches, right? There's enough like, let's kick their ass. Let's, let's do that. But like at the end of the day, people feel that way. You can only hit that extreme by people knowing that you trust and that you have this sense of being able to be yourself and, and express yourself through that, I think. And that's what Steve, I think you were saying is, is that he is light years ahead of, um, you know, for instance, the, let's say across town here, you know, the comparison we've made on this podcast a few times, the Padres back and forth, uh, in the season they're having their manager doesn't relate to his players. It seems like, and it seems like he's lost their locker room and, uh, yep. you can have the most talented players in the world. And if they don't connect with you and they don't connect with a team vibe, um, you have disastrous results and, and that's, you know, always the case. So to have a team that never has felt a part, I think even in their worst run of play where they had that opening four games, never felt like they were, they were catty yeah. or there wasn't even a, a, a snitch of anger coming out. It was always just that's positive great. and we can do better. Right. And I'll say to the to the Potters comparison, Jace wasn't you know there's an there's an inherent you know Landon Donovan he's Landon Donovan he has he's gonna he's gonna exactly. have respect because he's landed but I feel like the players yeah. don't love him because he's landed the players love him because of who he is they come here you know maybe I mean? because like, of that yeah, yeah but then they like I just I don't I don't know it's it's hard to explain because we are on the outside and yeah I mean I'm the president of the supporter group and I hear things and I'm in conversations blah 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 but my point is like I I don't I'm not a part of that those circles and i i don't want to be i want to be a supporter in those senses i just feel that they love him and i just feel like you know they they, they get it in that sense so um yeah I, I, I the article was so well written and it was just really really well articulated and it was kind of a it's also kind of a nice like re- recap and refresher of what did happen last season right i mean mm-hmm. we've been through this entire season um yeah. and we haven't obviously haven't had any incidents thank god but it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that did happen last season. And that really did define what this club is. Right, Nicole? Like, don't you kind of feel like that, too? Oh, completely. Completely. Yeah. The sort of I will speak, I will act. And, yeah. the, you know, fearlessness about standing up for the important things. <laughs> um, I mean, that, it, that's such a part of who loyal are to me. And, yeah, part of that is, you know, Landon kind of and the team like taking stands for what's right um, and being vulnerable and being willing to lose. And yeah, that's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so you gotta, you gotta put yourself out there to, to create that kind of community. And it's, it's been cool to see. Um, yeah. I want to, yeah. I want to talk more about you, Nicole. So let's get to this other thing real quickly and get it out yes. of the way. But oh, yeah. how this comes from our friend, Taylor. Hi, Taylor. He said hi earlier in the comments. Hi. Thank He's you. here. But uh, how real do you guys think that the uh, link to RSL is based on everything we just said and how important it is to connect with his players uh, deeply and the fact that you know community is really important and ownership and knowing that uh, a team will do specific things for its community and to stand up for openness and inclusivity RSL has not been one of those clubs that has done yeah. this. They, their owner, in fact, no longer is their owner because of that. So for him to want to play, go there, 
I I don't know. We don't know what's in his mind, and you yeah. know maybe we'll be shocked. But I very highly doubt. I'll, I'll kind of knock this down personally, but then you guys can take your swings at it. There's just no real reason that I would understand, unless he he does like to ski. I think so. Maybe that's <laughs> it. But like, it's it's away from everything he loves. His family, um, his, his his wife is from here. You know, that's partly why he moved down here after his playing career. I'm pretty sure she wouldn't want to pick up and move when they have a very it seems like ideal situation uh, in some ways. And and really, what are you chasing? But whenever you have an interview like like that, you usually have to honor it. When you get an interview, even with a great company that you're not really interested with getting hired by, some Sometimes you have to take the interview just to check it out and see what it's about. And that's kind of what this seems like. It's a first round of interviews uh, for anybody who did read the article from The Athletic. And it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he would be the leading candidate based on the other names they talked about. Jason Kreiss, who's coached there before. Legend, yeah. Um, and is a legend there and, and is somebody who I think they should give another run out to because I think he's a very good coach. And I think he had a bad situation in Orlando that nobody seemed to be able to rectify. So um, yeah. there's other coaches that can go there. And, and but, it, it is interesting when you see these links. And it's a good thing. I, I think that's what uh, the podcast that doesn't have a name, I forget what it's called because it doesn't have a name. But they were talking <laughs> about it and they said that it's a good thing. And I would agree with that. I think anytime you hear yeah. your coach being um, talked about for bigger and better jobs, it's, especially with this guy, it's going to happen. And, um, you know, uh, until it's the U.S. men's national team or maybe the Galaxy. Those are the two that I'd watch out for. But otherwise, uh, you know, Barcelona, obviously, and, and, and sure. you know, Manchester United. But we got to maybe win a few things, I think, before uh, they start calling. But uh, you guys have any thoughts on this? <laughs> otherwise, I think it's kind of a poppycock. That's what I'd call yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, well, like, who wouldn't want him? Like, what we were just saying yeah. about, like, world-class superstar player, amazing human being as he's been showing this year to all of us. Um, you know, and I, he's learning as a coach, right. And he's got a good staff and a good coaching team around him, which you would have if you go somewhere else too. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be a huge loss for us, especially in just growing the soccer community and, you know, getting a team and a stadium and all this here in San Diego. Like I'm hoping he's, continuing to build that with all of us um and yeah so don't do it landon stay here (laughs) yeah i mean i i'll finish this up and i i'll try to be brief um i think it i'll say this landon's not going to be in san diego forever right he's just not especially with i'll say the prospect the prospect that the 30th mls team is going to be vegas we don't really have, you know, we're not high in the conversations. I don't really want to go to MLS yet. I mean, sure, maybe yeah. eventually. But my point is, like, we have a lot of grass work, uh, you know, grassroots work to do here uh, before we kind of get there. And I'm, I'm excited for that work. I'm excited to continue that work. Um, so maybe, you know, Landon's not going to be here forever. That's, that's kind of what I have to say. Um, Taylor, I agree with what you said there. I was going to kind of say the same thing. I feel like he has more to learn here. You know, he's been pretty yeah. open and honest about how – Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he's, a, he's got a lot to learn tactically, technically. Um, obviously he's, he's still the executive vice president of soccer operations. So, uh, he's, I, I think no matter what, I think he's going to stay involved with ownership. He's done too much in the community here. He's done too much. Um, especially with no conflict of interest, say he goes on and coaches another MLS team or something in that sense, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with, with remaining as an owner, uh, here in San Diego. Um, and I'll, and I'll say this with 100% complete honesty, I don't know anything about the situation. I haven't asked. It's not my place. Um, this is a report. Um, we I, don't know anything. I am not that person. I'm not that person. So, um, 
yeah, I, 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 no matter what, yeah. Do I want to stay? Sure. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a great coach. Uh, he's really instilled a lot of values here, but at the same time, as a human, I wish him the best. And if he feels like the best yeah. is a move upward, um, into an MLS yeah. club, you know, to, to advance his career, his golden career. And if that's the best decision for him and his family, good for him. You know, I, I, I would be happy for him, uh, no matter what. So, um, he's a, he's become a friend of mine. I, I, I just, I think that my gut kind of says he's, this is the RSL job is not, uh, one that he's, it's not the right timing for him. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, I would. He does not get rubies. I mean, that that's yeah. a big selling point. He'd I would not. Rubin. I would not be surprised if, if, um, you know, if if more teams kept calling because, like I said, he's got True. a lot. He's got a lot to offer. Um, and Nicole, mm-hmm. you said it too. He's got a lot to offer. I would not be surprised if these interviews keep coming, um, and one becomes appealing, and he does, and he does leave. Maybe it's, you know, I my gut kind of says he's got another season here, um, and then we'll kind of see. I just, I just don't know. I just have no idea. Well, and when these things get out, usually somebody's leaking them out. And why are they leaking them out? Because the fan base, typically, uh, or some yeah. some other reason. And so he's a good name to throw out to, to placate people a little bit. And I do think he'll be linked with, as some people have said, I think Jason said this, he'll get a lot more interviews before the day's up. I think he'll have interviews with a lot of different teams yeah. when they have a coaching vacancy, just because he's a good name to bring in and measure your other candidates against, sure. just to see how he interviews and do other people have similar responses? Even even if you're not sure if he's he's the guy yet, um, you know you still want to obviously give him a run out, and his his resume speaks for it. So um, we'll see. But as Nicole said too, I, I hope no and stay here forever. Yeah, stay I'm, here as you know long what? as you can. I'm gonna say he is gonna stay here forever and continue mm-hmm. to build. I soccer. like it. And in the human first, people centric, family centric side of Landon, like this is his family's home. Mm-hmm. This is his wife and kids home these are his people and, and we are his people now too so yeah totally think no, about us don't point. make us suffer landon don't make yeah, us yeah. suffer. and that'll never change but i do i do agree i think he he wants to build something here and say that he's capped it before he yeah. moves on to something else and i think we all kind of agree with that sentiment so We'll Except see what that, that means. He's ever leaving. No, I won't hear. <laughs> I have heard rumors that there is a contract. Like he can't leave his contract till he wins us a championship. I think that's written in there. <laughs> Ricardo, you can get back to us and let us know. <laughs> uh, you're always listening. I know you are. Um, <laughs> so I love it. I love it. We need to move on. We're, we're an hour in, and yes. we haven't even gotten to the most important part, which is Nicole. Nicole, you're here tonight, and we want <laughs> yeah. to talk about your your story, your personal story, as well as your soccer and supporter story. Um, you know, and then involve different facets and different tentacles uh not of a kraken but of a a very interesting being um but yeah what what is your kind of to summate obviously in a nutshell where, where do you think the origin and then um you know your soccer story began as well as your supporter story and and kind of leading into the locals i guess yeah uh, thank you. The, not the most important thing here, but thank you. Um, and it's, I mean, part of this is though what's been so cool about the locals is getting to know a lot of you, a lot of the other locals, like just such interesting people, good people all around. Um, uh, I, I've been straight up with some of you about this already. My hundred percent reason for even getting involved with any of this was to spend more time with my brother. Totally, completely. I was like, I haven't even watched soccer in a while. Yeah, I played when I was a kid. I love soccer, sure. But it was, so I moved here to San Diego. So I grew up in San Diego, went to Mount Carmel, 
then went to college out in Boston, then moved to Seattle for 18 years, then moved to Denmark. So I've been, I was in rainy places for 25 years. So coming back to San Diego was part of it, but it was also like, I, I want to spend time with my brother. Um, and so I moved back here to be a mile and a half away from him. And I, we've been doing that for a couple of years and I'm like, uh, okay, I'm still like, I see him in a family context, but it's still the family dynamic or co-family dynamic. And yeah, I want to hang out with him more. And so it's been such an amazing delight to see Travis in his element, right? Like, and I'm the older sibling. Um, so it's always been like, uh, you know, it's Nicole's brother, Travis, right. Or in some ways, or maybe that's just my own like eccentric way of looking at it. So it's been like so delightful to come in this and be able to like watch Travis shine to be, you know, on discord forever. I was Travis's sister. Cause that's like, <laughs> I was like proud to introduce myself as Travis's sister. Um, and to get to be with him in a way that's just being friends. Um, and, but then through that experience of joining in and being like, yeah, sure. I'll help to start it up. Like to spend time with Travis and this sounds fun. And this is a cool, like startup opportunity. I love, love, love. And everything I do building communities and being part of these like intentional groups of people who are there for the same reason. Um, yeah. But, and then I, <laughs> through all of this kind of started to understand more, about supporter culture, I was just super into the way from the very beginning, I mean, Drew and Steve, the way you guys were setting this up as inclusive and welcoming and being here for the team and why we do this and what our values are. Like, I was just like, wow, this is, this is amazing. This isn't just like, Hey, let's drink beer and go cheer. Like this is a community. Um, and it's been just so rewarding to be a part of and to meet the people who are part of the community, um, and be there. I think, I think the one time I was on the podcast, I was like referring to it as like, you know, going to church or something in some reason, <laughs> you know, we're all there with the, no matter what else is going around you, you, you go to the matches, you come together as a group to support the team, to stand up, a full 90 plus minutes on your feet and sing together. I mean, when you get a, like, as an adult, when you get to like sing out loud with other adults, like not in this country very much except for sports. So I don't know. Anyway, I've just, um, I've gotten more and more into it because of the community and a lot of, you know, the role I've played in the last couple of months is more like, well, let me help support this community or let me, I'm just getting a lot of my own reward out of noticing like, Oh, this person needs an umbrella or this person needs another chair or whatever. So kind of whatever needs to be done to like, just facilitate that community growing. Yeah. And I'll say before we you know move on, one of the cooler things, I think before the last couple of months, you know, we did that member survey mm-hmm. um, and you, and you did basically all the work for that, which was awesome. Um, but I remember when you called me for the results, you were like, kind of almost like crying like this is so cool because we got so much feedback that was and I mean I when I read it too I was like wow this is so awesome because we basically asked for constructive criticism and we got almost like a lot of like you guys are amazing thank you so much and it was like wow like you know yeah like we don't do this for the thanks but when you get it in that sense like it's like wow this is you know what we're doing 
you know, people are feeling this, like we're making a difference. So, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. So shouts to you for doing that. But I kind of just vividly remember that phone call when you were like, Oh my God, you should like read this feedback. This is actually, this is absolutely amazing. And like, I feel like that's yeah. when you, that's when you're like, involvement went from like, yeah, you, you know, like leadership and helping out from like that to like, Oh my God, how much more can I do? I want to help out so much. And like this, like I said, at the beginning, you've been such an awesome help this, these past couple um, of, of months. Killing so, it. Yeah. Yeah. So before we, before we move on from um, into, you know, into anything more um, you mentioned you lived in Denmark and I would like to hear more about that. So please elaborate on your time in Denmark. Uh, that is a pretty unique story. Um, obviously Denmark is a soccer, you know, there's a lot of soccer that goes on over there, but um, kind of besides that, you know, you as a human, uh, tell right there. Story, that, like I said, My it's dude. pretty unique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually brought, well, I usually have her on my desk. My, oh, can you see my minifigure with my name wow. on it? Is it going to focus mm. in? It says Nicole. So this is my Lego business card. I actually worked for Lego. She worked for Lego. Back. That's how Denmark hat. she was. But yeah, that's how Denmark I was. It's got like my Danish phone number and Lego address. <laughs> that was like the joke of like, card. oh, you moved to Denmark. Would you work for Lego or something? <laughs> Yes, actually. Uh, it's actually like this whole, right, this side is a big closet uh, behind my desk. It is a closet completely packed with Lego sets. Like I do awesome. Lego. I I wasn't an, an AFOL adult fan of Lego um, until I moved to Billund uh, because it, it's really funny because uh, there were definitely people who had like wanted to work for Lego their whole entire lives and crazy super fans. There were even people who would like, so Billund is this like small town of 5,000 people kind of in the Midwest of Denmark, other than yeah. having Legoland. Um, and uh, yeah, people would move there just for the hope that one day they might be able to work for Lego wow. like internationally, but just move there and like live in town, wow. and talk to people and get a job there. Like, amazing um but yeah it wasn't There's a great until, documentary about some of this on incredible. netflix too if you ever want to find out about people like instead of having a supporters group like <laughs> what you did is you you build right and you talk to your friends about like oh i was building last night you don't say i play with like like you build a set right like I was building. Um, so yeah, I've got like the pride Lego or back there on my shelf up there. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I have my best friend was a designer and my farewell present she made for me. I took it um, on the plane with me as a carry on because it was so fragile. So this is all of our friends at our wow. dream beach bar. So we were always in like super dark Denmark and we'd say, we're going to go to Costa Rica and build a beach bar and I'll hang out. And so like, these are it's Lego. You can build it again. These are like all of our kids having a pizza party on top. And these are me and my girlfriends at the bar. That's me in the green. So, so like, yeah, she made me a custom set from a Lego designer. So that's, I have that's a lot cool. Okay. So yeah, my husband, that's like a life goals thing. <laughs> right? Somebody build me a custom Lego set. Ah. Um, no, no locals Lego set guys get on it. Ooh. Oh, I do actually have some. Section one hundred and nine. So I already we'll bought. It. We'll get to it. We need a shirtless can, Lego. With Lego, um, there are little independent supporters groups, really, uh, that sell kind of by the piece. Like if you wanted to get just a specific piece, you can buy it from them. So I did buy um, like five or six flags that are white. So they're like just a post and then a flag. Cause I'm like, Travis, we got to design these like for minifigures. We got to have local flags. Cool. So 
it's going to happen. Awesome. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that all happened because my husband is Danish. Uh, I met him in Seattle, uh, and he had moved there from Denmark. And so when we had kids and they were small, uh, we're like, let's do this. And so we moved to Denmark. He got a job at Lego first, and then I got a job after. And it's a super cool adventure. Yeah. yeah. And it, would you say that's where you're kind of transitioned from playing soccer as a youth, kind of being into soccer and then supporting soccer kind of came just kind of seeing a, a nation where that was maybe their first most, you know, oh, yeah. most beloved sport, you know, that it was there. It was more just seeped into the culture. Right. So I think that's, you know, it, would Absolutely. you say that that's the case? Absolutely. Although I have to say that the the other sport I saw steeped into the culture that I had no idea about is actually professional handball. <laughs> I, guess, like, I remember wow, really? the first weeks in Denmark, huge into it. walking yeah. into my brother-in-law's living room and like women's handball is on like prime time. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this sport? What are you watching? <laughs> what are you watching? What is That's this? Awesome. So yeah, professional handball is also big. Um, wow. You know, I, I so so my soccer story, like you know, I started out uh, super young, elementary school. Uh, I think you might even have a picture. <laughs> I do, but the problem I was trying to share. Let's see if this works here. I had I had it loaded in, and then the loaded in. This is you know. Yeah. We anyway, okay. we've, we've got, um, got there. We go. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check that out. That was on the Dolphins. And it's funny. My friends and I still talk about that. Like, I still have friends to this day that I've kept from that, from soccer and my Girl Scout troop. A bunch of us were on the Dolphins together. And we were playing against the other side of Rancho Penasquitos. Like, our rival team was the Huggy Bears. So, we still talk about Dolphins versus Huggy Bears. Um, But I played, yeah, all the way through high school. But then in high school, I started playing volleyball also. Um, and so when I went off to college in Massachusetts, uh, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to Massachusetts and volleyball is inside and there's a lot less running. So I gotta say, like, I I started playing a lot of volleyball. So I played in high school. I played in college. Um, I coached volleyball. I coached girls club volleyball for a long time. Um, I love volleyball. It's it's yeah. much more interesting and, and actually like detailed sport than people think about. Like there's a lot of thought that goes into who, who stands yeah. where and what they do. There, there definitely is. Um, although it's really interesting because just like uh, two weeks ago, I started back up um, soccer again. I hadn't played. Gosh, it's yeah. probably been like 15 years. Like I played, I played in my. I know, I've been begging you to come out to Barcada. I'm like, come on. I know I'm going to now. I actually, oh man, actually soccer helped me kind of not meet my husband, but dating because of soccer. Um, we, we actually met on match.com. Um, but one of the things when we finally like got together and had coffee, uh, he was saying, you know, what does he do in his spare time? Right. He's like, on a co-ed soccer team and I, I hadn't played soccer. I don't know, five years I've, I'd played, but not, and I was like, Oh, I'm looking for a soccer team. Is there, are there openings? You know, cause I was like, I like this guy. I've been looking for five years, but I won't tell you that part. Right? I, haven't, you know, I was like, Oh, Hey, I'd love to play soccer. Like, yeah. Is there, is there room on your team? You know, I was flirting my ass off with him and then, yeah, he, uh, like as we're leaving, it was very Danish because you don't really express a bunch of emotions. So at the end of the, you know, coffee day, mm-hmm. like shaking my hand, like, well, it was nice to meet you. And I'll send you information about that soccer team. And I'm just like, <laughs> 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 right? 
And he totally like, you know, sent me an email with the soccer information. And I replied back, I'd really like to see you outside of soccer too. Yeah. I, was like, I, was, oh, I wasn't okay, just okay. interested. <laughs> was this a recruiting trip for your soccer team? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but it was okay. So anyway, I started, um, playing futsal, like kind of taking some, a class for futsal, mm-hmm. it was like right here at, uh, awesome. shout out, shout out to, uh, women play women, San Diego play. I don't know. Cool. That's awesome. I love Mesa Verde. My brother went there for a bit. Yeah. So, uh, I've been playing futsal and, um, it, it's interesting cause we were playing, uh, a little, it, it's basically like a practice and a lot of training. And there was this, there was a, a low net, and the ball would bounce over and then you had to like do something with it and get it back over the net. Right. Mm. And I, with my feet, I was like flipping the ball up and stomping on it and popping it up and doing all these things. And people are like, what, why are you, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, how do I know how to do that? Like, that's like, I've been <laughs> for years, but why am I suddenly like, just like riding a bike, picking up the, the ball? muscles are there. Yeah. No, I realized because it was, like 20 years of boredom at volleyball practices or not wanting to bend down and pick up a ball that I would, a ball <laughs> comes at me on the court. Like I put, and I have to serve it. Like I put my foot down and flip it up to catch it in my hands. Right. So I'm oh, like, totally. or I'm popping it up or just playing with it. Like balls rolling around and playing volleyball. So I was like, Oh my gosh, my volleyball experience has just prepared me for indoor soccer again. Yay. So yeah. yeah. So I'm going to head into my 50th year of life restarting soccer as a player again. That's, that's, that's the way to do it. That's awesome. And it's, yeah. it's what I love about futsal specifically. If you're somebody who is a little bit older and you're, you're over your thirties and you're like, I just can't play on a field anymore. Like you just hear your knees like creak when you think about running on a big field, like futsal yeah. is such a low impact, easy way to get back into it and really yeah. feel those foot skills. Or even if you're playing yeah. for the first time and you haven't really, and you just love the game by watching and now you want to play. It's a great easy way to step in because it is, it is, you know, you, you don't have to be Nicole with all her special tricks. You can come in and just be like, you know what? I snubbed this pass, but it's not as bad because you, know, you get another shot in like two minutes. That's the awesome yeah. part versus outdoors. So that's what it I love about really it. It's really fast though. There's not much. Moves really quick. Your mind, your mind is the hardest thing. Your feet, honestly, yeah. yeah, is the hard, it isn't as hard as getting your mind right with where you want your feet to go. <laughs> and that's, that's what takes a little bit is getting that back for sure. But it's, that's really cool to hear. Um, you know, in terms of what is, what is the last couple years, um, you know, meant to you, we were talking about kind of how you came through soccer and, and got to this point and, um, obviously joined because of, let me see if I can pull the right picture here. This guy, oh, oh, nope, that guy, there's the little, guy, little version of that guy. Ah, oh there you go. <laughs> you want to come see but, Sam? Sam, my kid yeah. Sam is here. Like, oh, hey, Sam. Oh, What's up, Sam? Uh, that was Nikki and Travis picture. There you <laughs> go. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Later, mom, whatever. <laughs> send me that, please. No, Sam saying send me that. So oh, send that to her? Yeah, I'll text it to you. Sam. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But well, like we're Travis and I are 14 months apart, so you that's know, crazy. But, but yeah, so you cool. join you join there, yeah. but what 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 has been the biggest part of like the last two years and what what has it kind of meant to you, I guess, in terms of becoming part of you said it's like joining a family, it's kind of jumping in, but really what was like the moment where you were like, Oh, I'm in like for good. And this isn't just a hobby, I guess. Yeah, I think, um, I, you know, it, it's gotta be the, when we got to be 
back in the stadium back in 109 and feeling what you feel like just that all out uh, <laughs> for me joy of being there and being with all of you um, and that community feeling of it um, to me it, it's it's that feeling you get in 109 and that how when any of us are there when any of us show up as a local like it's like hey it's good to see you like let's do this so yeah, that was that was the feeling to me is getting back into 109. It validated, yeah. right? It validated yeah. a lot of the things we've been doing where it's just like yes. sometimes you feel like you're talking to a wall, even though it's, right. you know, 13 other people sometimes. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, you're no, just no. like, hey. And, yeah, we yeah, want to totally. create this feeling. We want to create this. This is why we're here. And then to feel it happening. And then for me, like, it's been realizing that, man, like, yeah, if I, if a lot of the other volunteers and the locals leadership show up and help out it keeps it keeps going right it just gets better like we can make it and invite other people so we know? can bring more fashion in yeah you know, oh you gotta show like, the other fashion like one. these boat shirts travis yeah, everybody's loving not, the boat shirts travis might not taylor thinks he has legos with those yeah there is there is another one here up oh, let's go just oh, down one the other and one because yeah. i hadn't even seen this this was just i went oh through yeah here. Oh, hold on. There we go. This is, it this keeps is flipping Travis back. It oh. No, there's your, there's your soccer team. Oh, there's there my you go. soccer team. Yeah. Hold on. There we go. There. Cool. Okay. Yeah. This is Travis and I, as cool as we will ever be. Um, I was 15 here and Travis was 14. This is, this is where punk rock paint comes from. That is the origin. For those of you listening on the audio medium, um, go back and watch this on YouTube because it's worth it. You got to go, yeah, go to like an hour, hour 20 or so, hour 15 or so and and check these out because they are golden. This this is 1987, kids. So cool. I was not yet alive. I'll say that. I was, I was just alive. Yeah. Somewhere over in, uh, Terrace, actually, uh, Cimalon, Scripps Ranch. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That is incredible. Yeah. Um, I just love that. I no, had a bowl cut until I was eight. So, you know, that might have actually, that might the be the year it, that might've been the time when like I cut Travis's hair before school started. So he's, so he doesn't have any sideburns. Cause I was like, Oh, what are sideburns? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that okay, was, so yeah, look- that was the age of no sideburns. Like they just kind of disappeared off of men's faces for like another yeah. 10 years yeah. until they reappeared in the late nineties. Um, and yes, SDSU alum, those are shorts that I'm wearing. Those are super cool shorts. I want those are, yeah, I, those are cool. Do you still have them? Cause I would like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will rock those. those yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, I think you are trying to bring the cardigan game strictly to, uh, um, to, to our section. That's, that's been a consistent <laughs> theme throughout your life. It seems like is, uh, trying to make that happen. So I'm, I'm here for that I fight and prepared. I will help you with that fight. <laughs> of, uh, Wait, I gotta show you. I have, um, I can't <laughs> sew my patches on it. Other people have been showing off their jacket. There we go. I've got an orange jeans jacket now. Ooh, yeah. orange jeans. Yeah. See, she went orange. Everybody else is going green. I like orange. So I know. I've got wow. orange. Going to yeah. bring it. It's a little bit bright orange, as you can tell. But yeah, this my patches are going to go on this. Awesome, awesome. So um, let's let's move on to um, a, maybe a deeper question, deeper topic. But kind of, what does it mean for locals as us being an inclusive and welcoming, open? Um, no group. We, we obviously celebrate inclusivity. We celebrate gay rights. We celebrate trans rights. We celebrate 
Um, all this stuff, it's something we support because those people have been marginalized and their lives have been made hard uh, by society uh, for years and years and years, and they still are. So um, I don't want to tell your story for you. So please, if you could uh, tell your story on your family and um, kind of what it means to you to wave the, f- the flags that you wave at the games. Yeah. Um, sorry, my kid left the door open. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, I loved, like, like I was talking about, about like the values that we talked about when we started the locals actually like coming true. Right. Like I heard this, Oh, inclusive, whatever. But like, I was just, I mean, really so impressed when I saw us at the way beginning, like we're making rainbow local t-shirts, you know, we have rainbow flags, we have all those stuff just because it's the right thing to do. Right. Just because that's who we want to be. referees. And, you know, um, but it's meant more to me personally now, like during the pandemic, uh, my youngest came out as trans non-binary. Um, so that's been a big change for our family. Um, and so knowing that, you know, 109 and the locals is a place where, you know, I can bring my kid, we can wave those flags together, we can be part of it. And knowing that like, yeah, just in society as you're trying to figure out like, where do we fit, what's safe, what do we do? Knowing that 109, it, and all of the locals, it's, it's a place you can show up and be yourself and <laughs> wave your flag, whatever that is, um, has been really heartwarming to make it, you know, a family experience for us. And to be able to, you know, go on my own journey as a parent, you know, going from what does this mean? And you go through kind of some guilt and grief and change and what is all this to being able to be like, dude, I'm going to wave this flag so big. So it's on mm-hmm. TV. So all the other kids out there who are wondering, or all the other trans people who, you know, maybe their parents aren't supporting them. Like I'm going to be your mama. I'm waving this flag for you. So that's been really cool to be able to do that in the context so of the locals. It's not like I have to go find a pride March or go do this. Like I, I do some of that kind of stuff too, but this was a, like, I'm doing this in the context of, my people and who I am as a member of the locals community. So that's, yeah, it's really cool for me. No, it's, yeah, been, it's been awesome to watch, um, you know, just kind of your, uh, taking to like a duck to water to a lot of that stuff and, and seeing, seeing you, um, feel comfortable and when Sam being comfortable as well, it's, it's been really cool to, to watch that because it is just one yeah. of those things that warms my heart every time that people feel like I'm just a weird person. Right. And everybody accepts me for being weird. And that's honestly harder. And sometimes <laughs> to yeah. accept just yeah. super weird people. So for me personally, you know, it's, it, it does feel like that. And, and to make sure that other people who, you know, don't feel like nobody ever will, you know, be there for them. And that's really how it feels. And to know that, Hey, I'm safe here. This is a place where not only my mom and and the people in my family, but these other people just all not only, um, have a looking out for me, but they respect and love me in a way that, um, you know, even at that age, sometimes they can't comprehend. And that's, that's, what's pretty cool about is to me is, is that that's the space we're creating here and and you're a huge part of that. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, when it's been it really was, great for my kid too to come and be in the front row and they're waving that flag and what that has meant to them 
to get to be, mm-hmm. I'm like, you're, you're probably going to be on TV. There you are on the big screen, like <laughs> waving the France flag, like yeah. you're out. <laughs> so, yeah. Really yeah. Cool. That was, that was, that was one of the cooler moments I think I've had in mine. You know, I've had a lot of awesome moments in one Oh nine and from the locals, but that stands out to me that one match that that your kid was there and, and kind of took that flag and said, you know what, I'm going to own this and I'm, I'm here and I'm welcome here. And you know, this is a community that I'm, I, I belong yeah. in. Um, yeah. It kind of meant a lot to me because it meant, you know, yeah. as the president of the group, like it's something that I wanted to really instill. I wanted to, to have that environment. And, you know, it, that was kind of like a, we did it, you know, it, in a way, right. There's, there, it's a, ne- it feels yeah. it feels never ending, but it kind of feels at the same time, like, you know, yeah. We, we, we made it, we, it, it was, it was, it, I don't know. It meant a lot. It's hard to say, but it was oh, rapid. Thanks. Yeah. And we're, we're here because we're, we're standing on other people's shoulders and I hope someday that other yes, people can stand yes, on yes, ours for sure. and, and build even further. And that's, yes, that's awesome. what it's all about. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's what's so cool is to see people start to climb up on your shoulders and, and, and you get to give them a piggyback, right? Like that's what's, yeah. Yeah. This no, feels it was, like. so it's, it's so cool. Very, very personally, like, um, this week I found out that one of my like long time friends who doesn't live here in San Diego, um, I heard from another friend that their kid came out as trans <laughs> and I realized like when I called, um, cause it's, I, it's an option for kids now. Like we all had the, you know, do you wear pink or do you wear black or are you gay or straight? But now, I mean, kids who are ask, ask any 12 year old, they can tell you like, there's actually 50 different genders and sexualities and there's flags <laughs> for all of them. Right. Um, yeah. So they have all these different ways to be like, and for Sam too, it was when they heard about non-binary, when they heard that there was such a thing as you're not a boy or a girl, it was like, oh, oh, there I am. Like, I didn't know this existed as a, yeah. oh, oh, that's what I've been missing when I felt like I didn't fit in. Totally. Uh, anyway, so uh, I had heard, you know, my friend's kid came out as trans and they hadn't called me yet. So I was just calling to offer support and <laughs> I guess I, you know, could have like been like, how are you? Right. But I was like, oh, congratulations. I heard the news. Like, <laughs> cause I'm right yeah. now like, yeah, you go kid. Like you be yourself. I'm proud of you. I, I got you. Right. You're this. Celebrate so, it. I just, so I called kind of a celebratory and my friend kind of burst out crying and I was like, well, we'll slow down a little talk about it, but I'm just, I'm kind of glad you're in this with me now. And I'm, I'm super psyched for your kid. Like let's, yeah. This is a good place to be. It's a good world. Come on. So that's hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. It's one of the things where I can't transition away from this, um, <laughs> in a good way. So I will, we'll put a bow in this discussion by saying that, you know, somebody said, Jeff saying best podcast ever here. I would, I would agree in the sense of the content here and what we're discussing is much more important than a lot of the stupid game breakdowns and everything else we do. That's why I said uh, this was the most important part of the podcast, but, um, transitioning away from that to kind of your, your personal goals as well as kind of what you want to do here within your position. What's, what is, you know, maybe some of this is speaking to what we're talking about, um, in terms of marketing with the locals and, and maybe marketing that, that safe space to other people that telling them, Hey, you can be included in this and and finding people like that. So what would be kind of your, your ideal, um, next moves going into 20, obviously this season, it's always hard to shift in season and do stuff, but, um, you know, if you could do something going into 2022, what would be kind of your ideal next uh, steps with our marketing and in ways we can reach places we haven't yet? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is kind of continuing some of the stuff that I've been doing at the matches. So I also, you know, mm-hmm. 
started to do this because I, I love the chants. I love the singing, as you all know. And so I have been printing them out and going and handing them out to kids and families who come in the stadium because I think that we've set a tone for what it is to be a loyal fan as well. Sure. Uh, and so I think that it's continuing to outreach to like what we do in 109 is about being a local and, but it's the, and it's open for everybody. Like that's, you know, whenever I'm talking to other folks who are coming to the stadium to see, you know, maybe it's their first match. Maybe they've been coming for a while is to be like, no, like come join us. Like this is, you know, everybody's welcome. Come on in, come sing with us. Like you're willing to stand up and sing the whole time. Like, Come be a local like this is for everybody. So I think I think it's, you know, continuing to connect with the wider community. But like as new fans are coming in because they're hearing about what loyal is about and coming to the matches like it's that second step of, well, here's what the locals are about. Here's what being a supporter is about. Like, how do we how do we grow it with the people around us as well? And just I think we do a great job of showing up both. Uh, when other supporter groups come and also, you know, being <laughs> sometimes trying to tell the other sections like, come on, get up. But it's also like to me, it's reaching out to them. It's being like, oh, hey, here's the here's the chance. Here's the cheers. Like, come on, join those in individual like, conversations for sure. Yeah, There's those mm-hmm. individual conversations. Um, and how do we do that? Maybe more at scale and letting people know more about what we're about and that we welcome everyone. Yeah. You you have you have modeled a lot of that too. So it's, sure. it's she she practices what she preaches for sure. She's <laughs> she's the first one out there reaching out to people when she sees somebody kind of like looking and being like, hey, hey, we're the locals. What's going? On? So it, so it is something we all can do too to to that effect uh, and helping Nicole out as as well yeah. as um, you can all be a part of this and 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 be your own evangelist. But you've done an awesome job of those little ways of people hooks I think into what we do, not just being like, hey, we're here, and what, here's what we do. And, and there is this struggle, I think, to be organic, to say supporters should feel like something you come into and nobody has to give you a playbook, right? Because that's not really the way that it's done. But at the same time, there is tradition. There is, um, yeah. you know, pomp and circumstance to some degree to what we do. And I think that you kind of have to give people hooks into that and give them the way mm-hmm. to scale their way in or, or in, a, in a pool, right? Have a, like a nice sand beach bottom where you walk your way in as opposed to diving in the deep and sometimes that's not everybody's jam. So imagine Steve and I like to put people. In imagine the pool. a future. Imagine a future stadium where the supporter section is sand. Oh my god! Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be. Yeah, yeah. We no, go home it, with more than just good thoughts. We'd have sand yeah. in all our pockets all the time. <laughs> but I think it, so. I'll just I'll just end though. But sure, like, please, you please. know, because being part of a supporters group can seem like like we're the cool kids in this exclusive club. Like how do you, and, and you don't know how to get into it. That was my so, next question is how do we come as cool as you, but I'll, I'll scratch that one. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, but it's, it's the, it's the, how do we continue to be inviting and welcoming, right? Like how do we totally, let, let's just invite. That's all. Yeah. No, I, li- I like, it's always such a warm invitation too. So that's the way to do it. But, uh, let's, let's move to, we're an hour or so in here. We're going to have, this is a long end, podcast, but, but again, it's, Great. Steve, go ahead. Power I was like, how do people talk on a podcast for so long? How could it go? And <laughs> this like, does, it feels like it was a half an hour, and then you look up and you're like, it's been an hour. <laughs> and that's what All happens. Right, so I'm, I'm going to do this. We're going to do this in three minutes. So um, let's do it, we, and then we'll get we out promised, and we'll go to post show. We promised a kit update. Uh, the kit update is that we were trying to get them by this weekend's match. 
and that is not going to happen. Um, Sorry. Seemed likely at one point, and then I think kind of the 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 guys with the kit manufacturer forgot that Labor Day was kind of happening. So then they the, put microchips in the kits, down, kits Steve, right? Yeah, that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, you get you know f- infected with the five G. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's not happening by this weekend. I really wish it was. Uh, if it did, we would have had a pickup before the match on Sunday. But again, that's not happening. So it looks like early next week, our next our next time that that may it may happen would be next Wednesday's watch party. Um, so it's a Wednesday. Uh, we are still going to figure out a location. We still don't have confirmation that they'll be here in time. Obviously, when they, when they do get here, we're going to do need to do a little bit of sorting, a little bit of organizing, um, because otherwise the lines would just be astronomical if we have to sort through hundred and hundred plus um, kits in order to get you know your custom one or your your, your proper size. So a little bit of organization needs to happen too. Obviously, if those don't arrive until Wednesday at 2 p.m., then we're probably not going to be able to get them out that night. Um, or maybe we can. Who knows? The point is, stay tuned. Uh, we will do our best. Um, and then, obviously, next Wednesday is, a, is the away match. The weekend after that is Vegas. Um, I'll talk about that briefly. I am going to Vegas for that match. I know there's a bunch of other – or a, a good group of other locals going. If you're considering it or you're on the fence, please go. Please go. Please come to Vegas. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we're going to be organizing some something going on Friday night at some kind of a bar, you know, meetup, locals meetup. Uh, Saturday is obviously the match itself. Um, if you are going, please reach out to me via text or DM or social media or something. I want to get a group chat going uh, to kind of figure out what we want to do on Saturday. Uh, the, the Vegas supporters group has invited us to do to their tailgate, which is rad. But if we feel like, if all the members that are going feel like a bar is kind of more what we want to do, then that's what we'll do. So um, if you are going to Vegas, please reach out to me. If you aren't going to Vegas and are considering it, please go. Please, please, please. It's going to be super fun. Um, Nicole, maybe you can talk about why you're not going in the after hours because that's a rad story too. Um, and also I'm, going just, last- I'm not going mostly because I went to Europe. That's why I'm not going. So it's lame. Yeah, that's a lame story. <laughs> Um, and the last point is yes, memberships are closed. We are literally out of scarves. We have no more scarves to sell, um, for 2021 memberships. And we have, you know, it's, it's November 16th where the 2021 season and memberships are basically, uh, closed this at this time. Um, we will be considering, we will definitely you do November or do you sub- September sale for next season soon. I think even we, before our scarves. So that'll be what they can, people instead can pre early join next season. I was going to say that we're going to start 2022 discussions internal uh, soon. Like what timing, how we want to do that. Uh, Cause I feel like last time we were a little behind the curve. Um, and I just think that was kind of the season crept up on us with everything going on with COVID and, you know, it just kind of happened fast, but uh, yeah, we didn't know what we were offering till here like, we are. February. So like, we didn't know whether or not November, we could go to yeah, games. Sorry. Yeah. So it's, it's no, you said November. It's fine. It's September, but November is when everything shuts down again. So we are two months from the end of the season here. I mean, we're really two months from when everything goes away. So we are much, much closer to the end, but uh, we, we will get there. We will have, uh, all the money going in, uh, in the right directions as you guys want to offer us your money. Uh, Jason, thank you. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll throw it towards next year and always supporting the good cause. And we'll always have ways that you guys can support right through not just us, but other locals helping locals and in different avenues and in other places to go in the off season. So we're going to have some philanthropic, um, endeavors coming up. Um, there's, you know, especially with the holidays and all that. So, um, Mm -hmm. some ideas floating around in, in my head, I think around some others heads. Um, it's, it's, it's the time for, 
it's, it's a, you know, holidays are a time, but it's a time for giving too. So, um, we're going to definitely be active through, throughout the holiday season and, uh, as through season's end. So stay yeah. tuned for that, yeah. that information yeah. as well. Stay tuned for watch parties, stay tuned for kit updates. Uh, when we do get those, when we can get them to you, we are so excited. I will say we did get, um, kind of a sneak preview picture from the manufacturer and it looks incredible. Um, so, um, yeah, that's all I really have to say. And I think we should wrap this up here. Yeah. The printing is great. The people are great. And, uh, this was a great podcast, great Peterson yes. podcast. Um, and, uh, at some point we'll get your elusive brother on one of these, uh, who acts like he wants to be on, but then also somehow shucks every time that we try to get him on here, but we'll, we so will tries. nail him down. He's like jello to the wall. Sometimes he's yeah. elusive. I, I'm the extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> he, he expresses himself through his art beautifully, and, it, and yeah. we all enjoy it. So keep sure. drawing, Travis, and you never have to come on the podcast. It's fine, yeah. um, unless you really, really want to. And we'll we'll roll out the red carpet and and come to your house, even if you really want to do it that way. So um, you know, there's there's an option there always. But we love you. Uh, thank you for coming on, Nicole, and, and sharing all of your story uh, and your family stories with us. It's really meant a lot, and I think it's something that a lot of people just don't know some of the heart that goes into uh they see people talking at events they see people getting up and um you know running a raffle or something but they don't know uh the perspective sometimes in terms of everything that's there so thank you for doing everything that you do um and steve good to have you back on man because uh makes these podcasts go a little bit smoother when i don't have to um juxtapose between two guests who aren't sure if they should be speaking at the same time so (laughs) thanks for coming back man (laughs) I will say uh, thank you, Nick and Tony, for filling in. Um, I just couldn't make it work last Thursday. They're always welcome. Everything, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I have yet to listen to that one, but I've heard good things, and I, I, I think I will do so. Uh, We're going to be shorter than that tonight. I'm going to tell you that much, <laughs> so, <laughs> especially this specific uh, broadcast. So thank you, everybody, for tuning yeah. in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you.